0: Greetings and welcome to the Transformed Podcast. This is episode 14, uh, and it is Tuesday, November 30th. I'm your host, Christopher Anastasio, and welcome back, guys. Kind of hard to believe that it's the last day of November uh, and that we only have one month left in the year, so uh, I can uh, close my eyes real tight and uh, remember exactly what I was doing and where I was on New Year's Day, so um, 11 months down (laughs) and one to go, so pretty Uh, Pretty crazy when when I think about it like that. But anyway, guys, really welcome back. Uh, I know uh, here in the United States we got uh, people coming back from Thanksgiving holiday weekend, getting ready for the next round of holidays in December. Uh, So I think, you know, the reason I even mention that um, is because this is traditionally the time of year where you know a lot of people just reassess what's going on with their with their life from a lot of different perspectives i mean whether it's personal life or business life or financial life or all those things combined whatever the case might be um for small business owners i think december uh you know especially you know here in the states and all it, it, it's a time to think ahead think to the new year uh you know the the work pace Definitely, I mean, for small businesses, the work pace really never slows down. But I would just say collectively as an economy uh, in the United States, as each day goes by in December, you see kind of a, a lessening pace uh, work-wise and sort of a quickening pace in terms of preparing for uh, holiday you know, vacations, get-togethers, events, et cetera, et cetera. So t- December provides that that sort of, maybe the right word isn't breather, but it provides that that moment or two to kind of say, okay, well, what are we, you know, what are we doing? Where are we going with the business? What is the, what is, what trajectory is the business on? What are we trying to accomplish in the new year? It really kind of affords you um, sort of a window to start doing that. And I think one of the areas that I want to focus on in this podcast, I mean, the subject of this podcast is whether or not to outsource your bookkeeping. So it's a little bit on the specific side. But I wanted to drill down into that because bookkeeping is often seen as, I think a lot of small business owners would agree with me, I mean I've done it myself before, it's considered an onerous, kind of boring, repetitive, constant task. It never goes away, Uh, obviously the books need to be maintained all the time on some kind of schedule or some kind of pace. Uh, where they're always up to date, or they're they're not lagging too far behind. You can run reports out of them. You can see the health of your business out of those reports. So they're they're very important in a lot of ways, but they're often just mind-numbingly, you know, time-consuming. Again, like I said, repetitive. You know, especially if you have a lot of transactions that rotate through your business monthly or weekly or you know, bi-monthly or whatever the case is. So so it's not fun. Uh, It's not something anybody, I think, really looks forward to, but it's very necessary and it's very critical to the health of your business. So I think this time of year really affords an opportunity to look at things like that and say, okay, you know, as we pick apart the pieces of our business, which pieces are working well? Which pieces are we going to keep working on, let's say, personally? Which ones might we outsource or get some help on, hire people for, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera? So I just think the timing of this subject and this, you know, point in the year go well together. So we thought it was a good uh, topic here for episode fourteen. And I think, you know, the number one thing I want to say as we delve into, you know, if you say, well, Chris, I, you know, I'm doing my own bookkeeping. I know how to do it. You know, why would I need anybody else to do it? Okay. So I'm really talking to the audience that you know, is hopefully doing bookkeeping. I mean, if you're not doing it at all, that's a whole other conversation. I mean, convincing you that it needs to be done, or maybe you're already convinced and you haven't gotten around to it. But I think, you know, there are are already businesses out there that have figured out that they, while they need their books and their books are very important, they don't need to be the ones doing them. So they've already outsourced it. They've already brought in outside help or or, or, or whatnot. I'm kind of zoning in on those individuals who know it's important, they're doing it. I mean, it's happening for their business, but they're the ones that are doing it. Like the business owner or the, or the, the founders of the business are still doing their own books. And I think, you know, this is where there are a lot of different reasons why you might consider, um, you know, outsourcing your bookkeeping. I think there's, you know, in fact, I'm, I'm definitely not going to cover them all in this episode. Okay, although I am going to tick through a bit of a list. But the real overarching reason is it's the, it's the time versus money argument, okay? Now, before I get into that, before we pick that apart a little bit, I do want to say this, and I'm speaking in many ways from personal experience and also just talking to other business owners and stuff like that, is I think that when you start a business, you should do your own books, like you should start off doing your own books you should not start off like hey i started a business on monday and i outsourced the books to somebody on tuesday okay <laughs> you know being a little bit extreme there but you should do your own books in the beginning long enough and i'm not going to give you an exact time frame because it differs for everybody but long enough to understand the rhythm and flow of finances and money and transactions and and charges and you know you know profit and loss reports and on and on and on that you get a sense of that and you get a feel for that and you understand the mechanics of that. And I think the reason that's important, you say, well, Chris, if the whole episode is about why I might wanna outsource, why do I need to ever do it? I hate it, I don't like it, I don't even know how to do it, or or, uh, whatever your explanation is. And so I think the reason that it's important is because when you get to the point where you're hiring somebody, you kinda wanna know what it is they're doing. You kinda wanna know when they're telling you certain things why they're telling you those things, uh, what things maybe they're not telling you. Like, hey, they're reporting on X, Y, and Z, but they're not reporting on A, B, and C. Why not? Um, You know, to catch errors, to be able to see, like, okay, I hired somebody. Let me check the last few months' transactions and see if it's actually, you know, if they're actually doing it correctly and accurately. Okay, so so really, I think that when you start a business, and I mean, you know, so many of you are going to, I think, resonate with this, but when you start a business, you're everybody, right your marketing your bookkeeping your accounting your taxes you know you're the you're the the person actually delivering the service whatever your service might be or you're the the person shipping the product i mean you literally wear every single hat and you know that's the beauty of starting your own business is you've literally taken on that entire responsibility on your own and you get the perks quote unquote that go with that obviously they don't always come right away but you have the perks of being your own boss and determining all those things and how they happen, and when they happen, and why they happen, uh, et cetera. So, so really, I, I would have to say, if you are a business owner who's just beginning, and, and may, or maybe you've begun a while ago and you've never done your own books, getting into those books and understanding what's going on there is critical. Okay, so you should absolutely know what you are doing there. Look at what you are doing in, in in your books and 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 get a grasp of it and understand why things happen the way they happen at least at a basic level, okay? I mean, at, at a bare minimum, at a basic level. So, having said all that, now you come to a point, whatever that point is for you, a month, six months, a year, whatever, where now you're gonna outsource, and you're gonna hand it off to somebody. And so what is the major reason that you do that? And I think the major reason that you have to eventually consider doing uh, the the outsourcing of, of uh, bookkeeping and other accounting functions The number one macro reason is the cost of your time. So you eventually reach a point in your business where, you know, you've got to keep cash pumping through your business. You have to keep revenue coming in to cover expenses. Otherwise, you're going into your own pockets, you're using your own capital as as an individual to fund your business, or you're going into debt and you're using lines of credit and so forth, whether it's personal credit cards, business credit cards, if it's a mess, whatever, whatever the case might be. You know, if you don't keep cash pumping through your business, you ha- you have a big problem that's going to be growing underfoot. So, so the time versus money argument centers on that. There comes a point where one hour of your time selling your service or product dwarfs impact-wise whatever you're saving by doing your books. Okay, so if you can hire a bookkeeper in the United States for you know a hundred bucks, uh, you know an hour or two hundred bucks an hour. Or you send it overseas to a company like ours to transform, where we do it for $19 an hour. No matter what that amount is, if your business is functioning even remotely properly, then an hour of your time spent pushing your product or your service into the marketplace and closing deals and making sales absolutely overcomes any advantage you've gained by taking bookkeeping in-house. And when I say in-house, I mean in-house to yourself, okay? So, I mean, this is obvious stuff. I mean, you guys deal with this all the time. I mean, this is something as a business owner, you know, that analysis probably comes naturally to you now. You probably analyze everything that way. You know, if I spend an hour on this versus if I spend an hour, you know, directly selling my product and closing deals, what's the ROI, you know? So you're always going through those calculations and I think if you haven't done that calculation yet for your books, you have to think to yourself, well, you know, what could I save if I if I wasn't doing the books? You know, what could I save uh, you know, time-wise that can then be applied elsewhere versus what am I saving money-wise? Okay. Now, you know, one argument I think I can anticipate that you guys might have on this, and I don't necessarily disagree with it, and it's not incorrect, is that a lot of these uh bookkeeping programs you can uh, automate the bookkeeping. So, just about every single transaction, particularly if it's a recurring transaction, can just get booked automatically into your, in, you know, into the books, okay, and, and and it just fill basically fills itself out, okay, and then if you have sort of an out of the ordinary expense, you go in and one off that or you know enter it on your own time or, or, or whenever you get a chance, and so I understand that, and I think that's something to look at. I think actually you should consider that if you have a robust enough platform that let's say connects directly to your bank, uh, to your bank account and can import transactions, take a look at it. Now personally. Um, I have used QuickBooks Online that has been connected to bank accounts, and I still had to go in and clean up transactions. I still had to go in and change the description, make sure that you know everything was you know was uh accurate in terms of the date and the timing and the amount uh, but in particular, the worst part of it was that it was drawing in these descriptions from the bank account that were like hieroglyphics I mean they were just completely you know uh you know, non-understandable at first glance, okay? And, and certainly wouldn't have been understandable years later if you had to go back and look at transactions and be like, well, what, what was I doing in 2017 in June with this particular transaction? You wouldn't understand what you had done based on the imported description from QuickBooks. It was just too, you know, it was too arcane. So So there's still some manual labor there even when you do the automatic transfer, at least in my personal experience. Okay, so that's just kind of a heads up to you guys if you're considering that. If you're thinking about doing it that way, uh, that's something to think about is that you still have to go in and do cleanup. You still have to go in and verify transactions oftentimes from a description standpoint. Okay, so we talked about the time versus money argument. We talked about, you know, automating the process. You know, a couple of specific things, uh, and then we'll wrap this podcast up, that I just wanted to point out. some, Some sort of tactical areas that you may or may not be dealing with in your business, but if you are, you know, there's probably a case to be made that uh, outsourcing it would be, uh, you know, or having somebody on the team who does that for a living, who's totally focused on accounting and bookkeeping, can help you with. And one of the number one things that a lot of people face when they start a business is writing a business plan, okay? Now, I admit, based on what I said earlier, <laughs> that, that oftentimes, if not every time, you should be doing your own books at the beginning, Okay, and you you shouldn't necessarily have somebody on board doing it for you from day one. And oftentimes you're writing your business plan from day one because you're, you know, you're starting your business off the business plan. And so I get that, but if you are in a situation where, let's say, you're developing that business plan on a rolling basis, let's say you just wanted to get your business started and then you're going to flesh that business plan out over time because you've got it in your head and you're just putting it down on paper now. Well, eventually, as you bring an accountant on board uh, slash bookkeeper, you probably want to run that business plan by them. You want them to see the numbers, the projections, you know, any financial pieces of that puzzle that you've put together, you wanna give them a crack at it, okay? So that's just something to consider. I know not everybody does a business plan. I mean, it's arguable whether it's critical or not to do one. You know, some would say it's just slowing you down and giving you an excuse not to start, and others would say, no, you absolutely have to do one, you have to think everything through and you have to put it down on paper. Well, if you're the latter category, I would say it is advisable at some point to have an accountant put their eyeballs on your business plan, okay? So that's number one just on this sort of laundry list of uh, tactical-level reasons. Another reason you want an accountant uh, to look at your your situation to be involved with your business uh, besides just logging transactions in your books would be for your legal structure, your entity structure. You know, are you set up correctly? Do you have the right kinds of legal entities, corporations, LLCs, whatever the case might be. Um, it's not to say that every accountant is great at that. You should probably interview uh, your your accountants and, and, and your bookkeepers, obviously, on things like this before you hire them. But they often are at least familiar enough where they're going to have better advice and better orientation than you would have. Okay, And, of course, if you have a really outstanding one, they, they can probably just handle the whole thing for you and, it, and it's something that just, you know, would sort of naturally fall under their business uh, uh, offering. Okay, but your legal structure and how you are set up is, is ultra critical to making sure your business doesn't fail down the road due to some unforeseen issue or circumstance. Okay, so we already kind of talked about finances. I mean, we talked about doing the books, keeping things updated, bank transactions, etc. So I won't go into that uh, too much uh, all over again. Another area, and actually I'm actually going to do two side-by-side here, is dealing with the government and being audited. And, you know, a lot of people would say they're one and the same. Like, if I'm dealing with the government, I'm probably being audited. Well, maybe, maybe not. But having somebody who's in the profession, who's on your team, who can both help you prepare for meetings with the government and or audits, and who can also be potentially present with you when you deal with the government or deal with audits, I mean, it makes a huge difference if you have somebody who's completely focused on your financial picture, who then does a lot of that talking, or at least a lot of that preparation with you to do that talking with that government official, with that, <clears throat> excuse me, with that auditor, uh, or whoever it might be, okay? So so just think about that. I mean, you know, if you just close your eyes and picture it, you know, do you want to sit across from the IRS auditor and explain everything in your books and your finances, Would it be helpful if your accountant slash bookkeeper was with you or at the very least if you had met with them first and they got you completely spun up and then you felt that much more confident with your auditor? Who oftentimes, at least I've been told this, don't know it from experience yet, um, is that the more you give an auditor and the more tight your situation is up front, the more likely they are to close your case and move on to the next one because they just don't feel like they're going to find anything or they're going to have any issues with you, so they usually rapidly close you out and move on to the next one, okay? So just think about that, guys, in terms of support and having somebody with you uh, to deal with situations like that. And the last one I'll just mention uh, before we conclude is take what happened in 2020 here in the States with, like, the PPP loans, getting business loans from the government to deal with pandemic-related economic impacts. I mean, basically, you know, and there was a lot of fraud that occurred with those things. I mean, a lot of people misstepped used the loans improperly, didn't deploy them the way they were supposed to. You know, having somebody on your team who understands how things like that are supposed to be conducted or how they certainly should show up in your books is an enormously helpful uh, dimension to bringing in this kind of help from the outside. Um, you know, heard stories, saw them in the news, you know, people who took these loans sometimes purposefully, in which case can't help them, but, but also unwittingly, made errors and, and, and mistakes in deploying these funds, and they just, in many cases most likely, didn't have very good advice or just operated on their own judgment in terms of what they thought was correct, and that turned out to be not the case, okay? So I just kind of wanted to give you guys some examples there, you know, from the business plan to the auditing to the business loans, whatever the case might be, where you can start to envision, like, okay, as my business really gets rolling... You know, these are things that you're not necessarily envisioning on day one of your business. I mean, you don't start your business and then start worrying about an audit on day two. But as your business has exis- existed, excuse me, for some time, and it's been active and it's been involved in transactions and, you know, making revenue and paying out expenses, you know, these things are going to come into focus. Like, you guys are going to start to realize, like, okay, wait a second, like, yeah, I might have to deal with tax situations down the road. I might have to deal with audits. I might have to take loans from, from the government or, or a bank or wherever uh, I get it from, Your know, private loan. These are things that I don't want to handle improperly or just guess at. I have to be correct. I have to make sure that they're done properly. So I think that whole factor of just getting you your sleep back <laughs> because you don't have to worry about these things and putting them into the hands of professionals who they make an entire living out of doing these things, there's just a trade-off there and there's, a, there's, a, there's an ROI to that that's both measurable and I think immeasurable. OK, so what I want to do, guys, I want to wrap it up here about the 20 minute mark. Um, if you guys have any questions about outsourcing, bookkeeping, accounting functions, how that works, what's included, what's not, you know, feel free to reach out to us. I mean, you can come over to our Facebook page, LinkedIn page, transform and drop us a note there. You can go to the website. You can You know leave leave a comment here. Um, but, you know, to be honest with you guys, it's something that I think if your business has been going for a little while now, you should at least take a look at it. You should at least look at the economic impact of shifting that low, lower cost task and low ROI task over to moving your time into higher ROI activities, okay? So again, we'd love to answer any questions, help you out with that, you know, give you a quote, take a look at your situation, uh, see if we can help you out uh, if you're interested in using us to do this function uh, for your business, okay, guys? So um, anyway, everybody have a great uh, end of November. Uh, I will see you guys uh, later this week at the beginning of December. Uh, we'll be publishing on uh, December 2nd. Uh, episode 15, uh, so check back again for that, guys. We appreciate all the support that you guys give the podcast—the you know the the, the the likes, the shares, the subscribes. We we definitely appreciate it. Uh, please do that when you get a chance when you come over here to our to our podcast uh, to do at least one of those three. Uh, and we certainly appreciate you uh, following us on Facebook and LinkedIn. So, in the meantime, Christopher Anastasia, going to go ahead and sign off of Episode 14. You guys have a great night, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Bye bye.